Hey everybody, welcome to podcast number 29 and I'm so proud to have Zane Bullock here with us as our special guest tonight. Great to have you with us mate. G'day buddy. Yeah, um, I'm pretty good, pretty full. Uh, after we had a bit, of, a bit of a meal before, didn't that we? That was an awesome feed. By the way, just want to do that. Um, Simone. I know, Simone's, well, Simone's, Simone's in Melbourne Cup mode still. Don't look at my questions. i just seen the hat that she just wore. So. I know, Simone's, <laughs> I just said, Simone, just walk in with your shoes in your hand, with your mascara running and um, everything will be fine. So, hat. I wanted to yeah, welcome you tonight. It's been a while, we've been talking about it. There's been a few false starts, but yeah. you're here and it's I was, men. I was a bit crook last Oh, last week, the week before. Last week, the week before. Yeah. yeah. That was and a bit ill. Well, you're better now. Oh, I am better now. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, I had a bit of a detoxification. Did you? Yeah. Did you get cow? Uh, did I get what? Um, the King's... The King's the disease. King's, King's disease. No, 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 I didn't have King's disease. I've, right. I've managed to, 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 to look after that now. We could, well, I was saying the same before, because it was Stephanie's birthday yesterday, so I suffer from the King's disease. On occasion, and, and so, so do I. And yesterday, uh, it was Stephanie's birthday, so we went to Hillary's and had the seafood platter in every restaurant that was open. And so today, I'm hobbling around, dragging the old club foot around. And Zane's got the yeah. a few. I've got, I've got a the, few cures. Thanks, natu- Cindy, natu- for natural remedies. Thanks, Cindy, for the brown yeah. paper and yeah. uh, apple cider. Which Zane was saying that if yeah. I have a every morning I can still behave badly is that right or uh, if you yeah it is um, <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want that's what I wanted to hear yeah so um oh hang on sorry so this this oh, what I'm gonna show you here this is the live chat with people say hello well it means it's very quiet so like, I can't can you, it's no volume you need more volume hang on let's have a look what do we got? What do you mean? Can you hear us? Alright, I need some hi Chris, Tuned, the wellness pod. So can you give us a give us a sign? Sounds good. Alright. Yeah, Excellent. Alright. Yeah, so hey, there's no wrong notes in jazz. The intro there. Yes. <laughs> like I said, I want that at my funeral. I want managed boys, people are walking in and that as people are walking out. Um, so Look, Zane, let's just get to it. As we, well, actually, before I start the Q&A, well, how, how, do I know, how do we know each other? How did that happen? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I think... Um... <laughs> what did we say before? Next question. If we, Next question, if we yes. have, if we, <laughs> oh. we, we, <laughs> 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 we were just talking about old times. Right. And... And don't, don't say that because that's a story and don't say that no, because I that's No, because we were crapping on out the, out the back there having a barbie and oh. Zane was going on into all the things I want to talk about now. So I say, don't talk about that, I want to talk about that on the, and on the interview. It was, such a, it was such a long time ago. Like, I think the first time we ever met was at the castle. Was it? At the castle. Oh, shit. And that's a while I, ago. And that's early 90s. It was... Yeah, it was a random go check out this band. You got to see this guy, and yeah, rocked, did, up, did, rock, rocked up to the castle with a with a friend of mine who ended up being a mentor of mine. 
um, and um, yeah, he said you you need to, to you need to check out these guitars because obviously I was just learning and 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 making my way as a as a musician. And he said you you need you need to check out this guy. So um, yeah, he's playing here on this day, and we you know, Carson was that real one. Yeah. And what that was I? it. I went yeah. up and, and yeah, there was there was you and um, Gerard. Was it the and, four piece or the five piece? Was uh, Johnny Kendall um, from Zap Music? Was he in the band at that he point? He was. Yeah. yeah and, okay. And, so Mark one. And your bass player um, Roy, Roy, Roy Daniel. Roy Roy Daniels. That was So and it and it ended up that Roy, um, who used to work at Zap. Music. No, that was Johnny K. Oh, Johnny K. Yeah, he um, just passed away. Which is. I'm going to do a Johnny K episode possibly next week because that's just yeah for me it was big it was a big deal. So and that yeah. was huge for me because I was just only learning and um, I'd been playing for like two or three years. I started playing at 15 or 16 and yeah I was up seeing you guys and. I needed somebody to start looking at these <laughs> these fucking crappy bases that I bought. <laughs> and go and on. Put, put them on the counter. <laughs> and going, could you? Oh, I need somebody just to 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 make these sound good because they were they were they were shit. I mean, they just my first bass was a fucking. Um, can I swear? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, my first bass was this. It was called a Fame bass. Yeah, and, I remember Fame. And it was um, a coffee table. <laughs> with strings it was being used as a coffee table I went I, I really need a base and is, is that being you know, is that being used so yeah so I grabbed this thing that had no strings on it it oh. hadn't, hadn't been used and it was it was literally being used for had, coffee table it was being used as a coffee table so I grabbed it and took it to Zap and yeah he restrung it and did all the um, did all the business to it and you know um Sorted it out. To put the zap strings on the, the strings yeah, without yeah. any packaging. And, that, and where did you get and, them from? And that's that was where I that's where I went for all my same uh, for all my musical it was and the, bass stuff. It was that the was go-to my, place. It was my go-to place. Yeah, uh, zap. Yeah, and um, had a vibe there. Yeah, so that's from from seeing you for the first time. Um, <laughs> that, that's how that all came about. Yeah, that was Johnny K. That was awesome, and from there I was just that's was kind of like the catalyst for for getting out and seeing a bit more mu- bit more music as at, at that stage but previous to that I was you know I was you know sneaking into the jets like, and the raffles and that or uh, we just had the Cloverdale <laughs> we just had Cloverdale I, I used to live around the around the corner from the Cloverdale hotel <laughs> it was massive oh, yeah. I think I was 14 yeah and, but yeah. you were as tall as you are now when you're four. Oh, I was, yeah, but I was this little skinny, and I had a fucking stupid mullet. And, and we have we have photos. And um, <laughs> yeah, I used to stand there. Can I come in? Can I come in? I just want to watch the band. And um, different time. One basically, I was the bouncers would let me in. I, they would let me stand next to all the bikies because the place was just full of bikies. Yeah. And um, I used to stand in there, and <laughs> and they'd all sort of come around me and say, you know, are you alright dude? And That's cool. Do you want a you know, want a can of Coke and and I used to <laughs> and yeah. And then they'd all come up with earplugs and go, You probably need these. Do they? 
don't really <laughs> care. Do you want some? But that was me. Yeah, I went there too. Like it was so loud. It was a loud. show. They had the the, the, the uh, flash pots and the lights. But that was my first. That was my first live experience. I was fourteen at the Cloverdale Hotel. Um, was that with like on. Paul Felton and, and Steve yeah, Garden? Yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah man. And it was just. Awesome. I was just. Just this young, skinny, just delinquent we all dude who was just there. I was just, and I just used to go, holy fuck, that was just awesome. It was real. And, you know, you hear Black Betty just Fine. getting pumped Fine. out. And I fucking hate that song. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I don't mind it at all. They <laughs> play, actually, the boys played The Art of Dysfunction play the other night. On but, the Sunday. Uh, yeah. I don't hate it, but, yeah, it was just, not, it, yeah, the... the, oh. the, the I just remember just the volume. Like it was just huge. It was such a loud thing that used to come through, and I was just fucking blown away by it. It was like a fourteen, year nine, at Belmont High, going, wow. This oh, is hey, you're blowing my half my questions. Ah. Yeah, I just let me get back. I'm on the wrong So I was going to say, where were you? Where were you born, and where did you grow up? So we've, we've kind of already touched on this. So are, you, are you a Perth boy or no, no, no? Where are you born? <clears throat> um... I was born in a small country town in Armadale, in New South Wales. Were so, you? Yeah, I was a um, yeah small country town um, from a very very small family. And um, so, were you um, yeah. immigrants, refugees, or convicts, or what was your what was, what was really, your background? It's a really really strange situation because my 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 grandfather was um, was adopted. On, oh, right. on my dad's side, and um, so there's no known history going yeah, past no, that. All, all I know that his his last name was Ryan, but he took the uh, uh, adopted name of Bullock. So I'm actually not a Bullock, I'm a Ryan. But yeah, that's so why he, he took he took the name Bullock, and um, that was that side of it. And then, but he didn't know really who he was he, anyway. Yeah, he was he was adopted. He that's just wild. he was just one of those kids that just. Um, oh, you're going back to the 1950s, 1940s. So, well, that's yeah, one thing that yeah. you have in, in common. I don't know whether you know this or not. I'm getting messages, but um, that your, well, I'm, I'm guessing your primary uh, bass teacher that sort of got you to pro play, he's Tony Gibbs, who plays with me. Mm. He's also adopted. Yeah. Did you know that? I did know that. Yeah, right. So he, he's had that kind of... Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird thing. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm not... Obviously, I'm not adopted. You look at my parents. Although, I am tall and so smart, so we did wonder... We got... Our parents got short. But um, we don't know how far back our family goes past our grandparents. Yeah. Um, because, you know, they were refu- okay. on, on dad's side, they were refugees, whatever. Yeah. But, so... But the music, the music side of it came from the other side of the family, which is still my dad's side, but it was my grandmother. And um, my grandmother, back in her heyday, uh, used to sing with Peter Allen. You kidding me? No, Did she? Yeah. <laughs> that's not the coolest thing. So, that's... I love Peter I, Allen. I've always wondered where this... You know where this gene come from, or where this sort of, you know, this musicality came from, and yeah, my so my grandmother the, Joy line. Joy Bullock was um, she was um, <laughs> she, yeah her name was Joy and Shit. and she was a beautiful beautiful woman and um, she sung with Peter Allen and she used to hang out with Peter Allen and Is that right? yeah and she did a lot of country because Armadale was so close to. 
to Tamworth, there was this whole country, country, country and western side of it. So my auntie, um, Rosalind Bullock, or Ryan, or whatever you want to call her, um, she was a country and western singer. And so that's all. And on top of that, um, my grandmother, Joy, her father was an American who, um, who came across from America and was a drummer. So he must have all the albums. Yeah. All, all so he up. he came across as a as a session musician, that's and he was traveling around the world as a session drummer, and that's how this this is how we got over here because my ancestry goes back to um yeah goes back to America and and all did, that kind of stuff. Did you happen so, to see that show on ABC the other night about the um the genesis of Australian country music on ABC? No, I, I it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if anyone out there saw that. It was, yeah, it was which pretty is, good. Which is kind of... She was probably part of it. Which is kind of funny because I have these ties to, to country and Western music as well. Like, every time I hear it or I hear something decent from, like, that's country and Western, I sort of have this, oh, I kind of like that. It's, so it's 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 kind of weird. It, it, it's in there. It's ingrained. It's it's it's. it's I think thing. country so, music that resonates so, has has a, a story to it. Yeah. That's kind of universal. Like whether you're a farmer or you're not, there's certain certain things. Just, that, just what I grew up on. I just you know I was listening to that kind of stuff. I was I was listening to. I was listening to loads of Slim Dusty and... Well, was, he was, yeah, he was big you know, shows about him, where know, he came from. And, you know, I was listening to that kind of stuff. I was listening to, you know, Hank Marvin and all, all that the shows. Kind of, you know, oh, yeah. And, and, yeah. And just... Clean guitar tones just, and melodies. Well, I was listening to all that country stuff that was around at that time that I was subjected to by, by, my, by my grandmother. So and, when did you... Come, well, was Perth your next stop, or was there somewhere between? Um, uh, yeah, yeah well, I didn't really have much of a choice, really, because yeah, yeah, things happen, and parents do what parents do, and you, you know, yeah, kind of like you have to follow the follow what happens. So, um, yeah, oh. I hooked over to Perth, and how old? I was ten. I was okay, 10. that's pretty full. And then yeah. you moved to to yeah, we moved into Chewett Hill. Yeah, uh, and that's when I, I, I went to my first music class was in at Chewett Hill Primary. So do you read now? Are you a Not anymore. proficient reader? Not okay, anymore. not anymore. Sorry, Tone. A <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, quick, uh, quick shout out. Matt Kenny's on the board. Chris Fitzgerald, the Jets, and the Ravs. Deanne's with us. Matt Barbridge. All right, Mint. Everyone's remembering Dave Holt the Castle. That was a great session. Um, so you're ten when you got here. Where'd you yeah. go to school? Uh, we moved around a lot when I was a kid. We just we were single poor. mum or single yeah, dad. Single single mum. Yeah. We just moved around. We were just on the bones of our asses. That's what I just remember. But we're all good. There was three brothers and and mum. Oh, and so hang on. Where do you fit in? Are you the oldest, middle, I'm or the youngest? Oldest. You're the oldest. Um, my other brother. My other brother. My, my youngest brother died when he was quite young. Which shit. Was, was really huge in, ah. in, in forming shit for, for me. And oh, okay. It was pretty pretty crap. Full but, How um, old was he? Can I ask? Uh, Seventeen. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's brutal. Pretty brutal. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, you no, know, it's all good. I'm, I'm I mean, okay with it now. That's, yeah. So, yeah. Took, took me it took me a few years to get over it, but um, yeah, it was oh. it was huge. It was yeah. Shit. Yeah, but um, yeah, our younger days were 
yeah, they were, that was probably the perfect word to use. They were brutal. And, <laughs> and, he, and, and I used the best, best thing for me was to, to play music. To play. To so play. Why, why did you... I mean, was bass the first instrument you gravitated <laughs> towards? Or, yeah, or, it yeah. was. And it, it has always been... Um, I just remember back in, back in Armadale and uh, I think it was 
And some of them are quite easy. Uh, and, and they're off, they're completely like, off to what he's singing. Well, something's on one and three, and he's, you know, yeah. he's playing on two yeah. and four, and he's singing on one and three, and it's like, dude, well, fuck off. Uh, I think, the, I mean, there's a few of our songs. I mean, the first song I had to get that together was so a song like Superstition, right? So I'm playing, and then he, so I'm playing that riff, like, there is Superstition, and I'm going, how do, how do you do it, right? So I'll just break it down. I'm, gl- I'm glad I just play that. Yeah. I'm just going to go, Slim, you sing it. Catherine, you sing it. I'm going to sit over here in the back. Something and has to be on autopilot. Yeah. So either it has to be... Well, I play like, every weekend and I know what you're talking about. You so know, but if like, you're singing it, so if I, I'm just like, I'm thinking how to sting to that. So he either knows the bass line so well that he doesn't have to think about it, or he knows the, how he's going to sing it. So I, I don't, I don't know unless you've got a split mind. How, how you I do think, it? I think with Sting, is he's like such a proficient musician across the board. Like he's just not a bass player. He's like yeah, keyboardist, producer, and guitarist, and producer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you know, but then you look at like yeah, we want. So what's your like? Where do you are you someone that like got into? Um, a player that's like a soloist bass player, like say um, Jacko Pistorius or Stanley Clark or, the, or Marcus Miller, those kind of guys, or you, or you guys go, no nah, man, all the, you know, the. No, I did. I went down that hole and they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, like, I think after. Right. A, you know, I mean, Jesus, it was. I think I was 17 or 18. When I met up with Tony, which is your, well, yes, and, 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 and this is going to be probably a, a, a big course of this conversation because, yeah, Tony was my teacher. Um, I, he, he was my teacher. Um, I, I first, I first met Tony. I went to my, <clears throat> you know, when you, <clears throat> when you go, oh, you check it up. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> you're going to go. Yeah, you know, I need some. You know, I need some bass lessons. You know, at some stage you've got to do something. Tony's the thing with Tony is he's like he's actually I don't know if he's officially a professor, but he is like a bass professor. He and, is. And and the, what's beautiful about when Tony explains something to me, because you know I'm I'm like at square one of theory and stuff. He will explain it to you. He'll work out where you are at, and then he'll just tell you exactly what you need to know then. Yeah. And I, I've found that, you know, as someone who now I'm trying to teach some kids occasionally, hey, so how do you do that, how do you do that? Most importantly, work out where the per, where the student is at and then give them that next step. That's all you have to do. Yeah. And then when they're ready, they'll come back for the next one, you know. So yeah, he's he, brilliant at that. He was incredible. And, yeah, uh, I was messing around on this thing and I kind of, like, had most of it. Um, I didn't know whether I was going to be a pick player or whether I was going to play with my fingers. Oh, so what do you think of? Or did, did you use picks and fingers, or are you anti pick? I didn't know. I was. What do you I do was, now? I was, I was six. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm totally with my, fingers. I play with. No, no, I don't play with my fingers. So, um, okay. I play with my fingers for for most of the stuff that I do. Um, if the song requires a pick, and I think for if, the attack, and I think if the if the the tonal. Attack needs to have a pick, 
because there's some stuff that I do with, with the Pilgrim stuff that I play with a pick, so I've, I've learned it. And, because it's, yeah, it has that, that extra yeah. top end click to it. Yeah, and there was, there was other stuff, like I did a massive, great big news tribute thing where I just, you know, I just fucking had to play a pick. Yeah, right. he played a pick and there's and no other way around it. That's the sound. Yeah, that was the sound. So I kind of like needed to learn how to use, I, I needed to learn how to use a pick. Because I was right. so ingrained in using my fingers. So do you use, when you play, do you use like um, thumb or finger or do you use all your fingers or how? Uh, thumb thumb there. Yeah. And Tony, please don't be annoyed. Um, yeah. So let's go hold up. <laughs> thumb there. Sorry. Uh, yeah. sorry thumb there. And yeah. then I use those two. Um, and then if I'm playing triplets, I'll use the, the, the three if I'm playing triplets. Oh, well, I don't think to. Tony would be too disappointed with that. Probably, yeah, it's not very often that I have to do that, but... Yeah, I met Tone when I was 17. I was, I think he was teaching at Concept um, when they were in Wellington Street. Murray, down, Murray Street. Murray Street oh, downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> and in these little cubicle things. Yeah. And he was there and that's where I, I, I met Tone. And I used to go every Tuesday at five o'clock. And I was like this, you know, school student dude who used to go in and used to meet Tone and, you know... Um, so did you practice? Like, did you do when well, he said, come was, back next week? Yeah, I was, I was so... It was just something that I was just fucking so into. I just loved it yeah. so much. It but you can't stop yeah. it. Some people, you know, <clears throat> when they're talking about, you know, who's going to... A lot of people have talent or have a, have potential, I would say. A lot of kids have potential, musical potential, musical ability. But I think it's that... Um, that desire to play until your mum says, "If you don't shut that up now, right? Like, you yeah, but just let me get that one more." Right, unless you've got that, um, just desire to get it right and yeah. attention to detail, and you can't. I don't think you can teach that no, personally. I, just, I, yeah, I think you got yeah. that, or you, kids have that with that. I just home. had it, and I didn't have that from my parents at all because we were, we were sort of a. Right, as family, so yeah, it was just just something that I just wanted. So yeah, but would you practice like um, every day? Yeah, every and, and every it's, fucking day. It's not day. like oh god, I got to practice. Like I want, I want to practice. It was every day, every yeah, day. Yeah, I every think day. that's really I, important. I remember being in my room, and I remember Tony showing me. He, Tony just did this slap thing, and I was oh, like, oh, okay, it's just the most He's awesome thing. It. And I couldn't slap. I was just, I was just, you know, just doing my thing and. Well, it's a technique. And it was just slaps up. And I sat in my bedroom for a, a whole weekend and I was just like, do bat, 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 and then, like, left alone. Left alone, and I came back probably about two days later, and I was like, what the fuck? On. Yeah. What the? And it was just, it was it's 20, oh, it was amazing, isn't it? Three hours a day. <laughs> 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 and then all of a sudden I was just doing all this fucking wicked shit. I was like, wow, the practice really works. <laughs> practice does work. I practice mean, works. it's one of those things that I, I don't like. I don't like rehearsing. I don't. I've got to be honest. Um, I mean, I like rehearsing, for example, if, all right, we've got a new song to do, we'll go to rehearsal. Don't look honest. We'll go to, re- <laughs> we'll go to rehearsal. And we'll just go, right, this is how it goes. 
Um, and I've already done my homework. I know what's going on. But rehearsing, 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 it, it, it shits me. I'll practice, but I'd rather just, with the band, just, all right, we got top tail, yeah, we, all right, see you at the gig, and then then go from there. That's me now. <laughs> <laughs> top and tail, top and tail. Top and tail. Top and tail. All right, now, so, okay, I've got to hear, so... Oh, actually, this was this was a, a show a question I was interested. I don't know if you had this moment. Um, you know Lee Miller that I played with a lot. Um, I remember yeah. him saying, you know, he didn't know what he wanted to do in his life, and then he saw Prince, and he just went, "I want to play bass." You know, for me, it was uh, I saw BB King at the console. I went, "I want to do that." So I was like, "Okay, so I'm cursed for something." Did you have a kind of moment where you went to a gig and and went? That's me, or was were you always that? Or I, just, was... I, I think, I think music was always in me. Yeah. And that probably sounds probably horribly profound. I just didn't mm. know what it was, but it was it was, it was Sting when I when I heard. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. And so, I, yeah, I remember. So I, remember you on. I remember watching quite young. I was watching um, a documentary with Sting doing Dream of the Blue Turtles. Was that called Bring On The Night? Bring On The Night. <laughs> With the... And I was already playing by then. Was that when Omar Hakim did the yes, mutiny? Yes, Yeah, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. that video. And, yeah. and it's also when Oha does that whole solo thing in, oh, in yeah. Bring On The Night. Yeah. Um, and, and Burn For You, which is just fucking But didn't, didn't the band want more money or something and then the manager comes out and says something like well, listen yeah. if you don't want to do the gig Sting will go out there with a nylon string and, and exactly. no one's going to be disappointed exactly. so boy yeah, get your head right but, yeah <laughs> it was yeah I don't yeah. know I mean I, I, guess, in, was, I go back to um, I'm going to keep shutting up <laughs> I think I was yeah I'd, I'd started playing bass I was messing around with a couple of garage bands I was doing my thing. I was, <laughs> and I was listening. I was probably, li- I was listening to Guns N' Roses and and all that kind of stuff. Back yeah, well, that first couple of albums. Oh, Blood Sugar Sex, Magic. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was listening to Flea and all the rest of it. And yeah. I, was, I had a three-piece band that I that I played in. We used to, <laughs> we used to play at the back of a hall house in Bayswater, and we used to go in and you know sort of play to all the to the prostitutes and stuff. Oh yeah. That was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> and we'd you know, play selected music of um, you know uh, you know Doobie Brothers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, stuff that we were into. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't until Tone says, oh maybe you should go to the con and want to fucking go there and oh, and all the rest did of it. Did you go to the con? I tried to get in, did my best, did all the work. So what did they fail you on? Uh, I don't. I don't they never told me, but yeah, my my Interesting, my, my, isn't pa- it? my party piece. <laughs> I did a party piece with Tony, and Tony was there, and we we did um, uh, all blues. Oh, Miles Davis. By my days, and I and, oh, yeah. and, and Tony played. Um, the bass the, part. Yeah, oh, I did used to play the melody. And I played melody. Did you? Yeah, I played Miles O's part. Oh, right. Which I thought was... Fucking, yeah, not bad. Come on, guys. Nah, mate, not um, good enough. <laughs> <laughs> but it's ironic, But it was back then. when it was really, really strict and it was, like, full on. But it's ironic but, that but, you're a working musician that didn't, that I was, didn't get... That, no, now, know, I mean, you've, you've yeah. ended up being with musicians. But I was <laughs> teaching then. <laughs> 
I was t- at that stage, I was teaching. I was teaching like from my little shitty apartment that I had, you know, where I was in in Fremantle, you know. Sorry. And, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I can take time out just quickly. Uh, should have bought that Red Butte Ricky Bass from at Musgroves. You should have. Uh, Viv Official, hello, and DM bass players are my favourite because they have to have this understanding, understated cool factor. Oh. Or you got a fan of dance called. But you got. Oh no, you're married. What am I talking about? Happily for 23 years. 22. Uh, 20, 21 years. 21 years. Okay. All right, moving, moving along. All right, so let's go to some photos because I was going to say, what are you doing now? But let's. Oh, if you go back through the past... Then well, probably... no, we're, gonna, we're just going to go, so what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> That's when I was really thin. So I'm guessing you're the guy on the... I don't know, because it's on the our right. might be on your left. Um, <laughs> when was that? It's on my right. So where were you and where was that gig? Do you remember? That was in England. I'd moved to England. And so uh, what year? Uh, 95. Why? Because the band that I was in, which is probably pertained to some of the other photographs that you'll probably play a little bit later on. Maybe. Maybe. Um, there was there was interest in what we were doing here. I was in a band called Akara. Akara just saying, is it? I remember you guys were in like Express magazine like every week yeah, from what I remember. You guys yeah. were all over the show. So I was. I took. Well, I didn't take over from, but yeah. Um, Rex Horan, do you remember Rex? Rex Horan. Yeah. Rex Horan was, is now overseas. Overseas? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's so, he playing with? Uh, oh, was, wasn't he playing with... Um, but he's playing with Evan Jenkins. Evan Jenkins. Yeah. I was going to say the drummer, yeah. Evan Jenkins. And yeah. That, yeah, they, they, they're smashed and they've got yeah. a great band. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Raw or... They yeah, were in Hamburg. I missed them when yeah. I was there because Evan said... Oh, you... Raw Band or Raw or yeah. some weird yeah, meat. Yeah. It sounds like meat or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I'm with you, I'm with you. Yeah. But those are the guys that I was... Oh, I'm not sure grew up on, but they were just... Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember that. That's awesome. I think that's when I first saw you play. Yeah, that's... Actually. Yeah, that was... And that was my first original band. A bit previous to, previous to that, I was in a couple of other cover bands. And uh, one was... Oh, and, again, I cannot remember it. But we'd, we'd play at the Harborside every Sunday. We'd do stuff like Sade and reggae stuff. And, like, it was just a working band that I was just in. And it was um, an Aboriginal band... Like half the half the people were Aboriginal from Clontarf. Remember, Clontarf was an Aboriginal yeah. sort of proactive thing that got, got Aboriginal people out. So I was playing with those guys, and yeah, I was just sort of the, oh yeah, cool, cool. And we were playing like reggae and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, did, I, you said, did you say the Harborside? Yeah, the Harborside. Can I just, just put a quick anecdote in? Harborside is the first gig that I ever got fired from from having too many people. <laughs> So we were playing the Power Shift on a Saturday night and we played there and the second week it was heaving. Like it was absolutely packed and the manager, we're going, we can we get a bit more money, it's going to be unreal, get a better PA. So the manager rings up, yeah, nah. I said, well, what do you mean, nah? He goes, yeah. nah, look, there's too many people, mate. We're going to have to put on more staff and more security. Nah, nah, nah. And it was a crazy place because it was a huge, <laughs> it was a huge <laughs> place. It was a 
place in Frio. There, some backpackers, yeah. Now, yeah, there was a backpackers upstairs. Across the road from was... Captain Munchies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's just a happening joint. Oh, so we no. we play there. We play there every Sunday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Hang on. Hang on. So that was that was another thing that sort of I did. Um, Oh, well, so and I played with the exports as well. Did ya? I was the bass player for the exports for a whole year. Did you do broom with them? I did broom. And I, did I think up, I remember and, you playing with and it was the, broom. And it was the whole. I did one whole tour in the, the back exports. of a, in the back of a van. I think it was like twenty or something, and. Yeah, all the way down. Did the whole lot, all the way through, all the way through, all the way down to Esperance. I got through Cal, all that, Leonora Lester. Yeah, it was was my first real, real real thing that I ever did. And uh, everybody was was just so much older than me. I was like this little seventeen-year-old dude. The best mate. And it was just like, yeah, I'll just do whatever you tell me to do. I'll just, I'm just here. But I used to get up on stage every night and just fucking go kick ass. I'm here. With my big white fame. Well, hang on. Well, who's this bloke? (laughs) Who's that bloke? Ah, that's me in England. <laughs> well, what did you did you superimpose the blue sky or was that the one sunny no, day? It was the, they had? the one sunny day that I had. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! No, that that was me practicing for a, for a show. So I, I how a, old how old are you there, and why are you playing guitar? Uh, oh, that's that's actually quite a cool story. So I was working as a chippy. Um, and I was, I was in a. Did you do your apprenticeship as a chippy? No, nah, uh, no, I did my apprenticeship as a carpenter, and I just picked shit up along the way as I went. I just What's really, the difference between a chippy and a carpenter? Fuck all, really, nothing. No. So you have got an apprenticeship as a chippy? As a cabinet maker. Cabinet maker. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So I was in England. I went in to to do. Um, I think I was a labourer or something on a massive great big... It was at the Thistle Hotel and they gut out this fucking hotel and um, anyway, the guy that I'm working with says, you're a chippy? Yeah, I've done this, 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 the other, all the rest of it. And um, anyway, he says, go for it, put on a tool belt off and, and off you go. <laughs> so anyway, I'm in this room and... Um, I'm by myself, and I'm, and I started singing "Black" by Pearl Jam. Yeah. Because I'm bored and I've got nothing else to do, and the, well, just the, without a guitar, just yeah, just, just, like, just uh, a cappella. Yeah, I was just in the room by myself. I was just going, da, 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 and I'm just singing this song, and um, this guy comes in, he goes, "Fuck, your voice is all right." You have you know? got a voice. And um, he turns out to be a guitarist. <laughs> so we ended up, and that's the other dude, and we ended up oh. joining this, joining a. Have a, having a duo, joining forces and, and doing yeah, gigs. We ended up and we ended up living together, and he lived in the like the, <laughs> the really shitty parts of East London. Oh, like, you know no, what? You wouldn't have it any other way. You know, in the when you're the young, depths, in the depths of. The, I wouldn't do it yeah. now, but you know, you fucking yeah. what an experience. So I went and stayed with him, and we lived together, and it was like in the you know E17 part of England. I don't know what that means. Or in like, like oh what mate, uh, all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, well, like East yeah. London. Or oh, the fucking gangster eyes. Oh, I could do my um, <laughs> can I do my Ray Winstone? Yeah. Or oh, I'm having a calamari while you at it. <laughs> do you know Sexy Beats? That movie. <laughs> you know, um, That's what it's like. Yeah. What you at all? Those pears cold in it. 
Oh, no more. I, um, Diddy, you got such beautiful eyes. I never noticed them before. Are they real? Um, <laughs> that, was, that was it. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was, it was actually before I met Jeanette, so I was like hanging out. Jeanette, you're lucky. You didn't meet him before that. Oh. Alright, sorry, because I put stuff on the screen. I put stuff on the screen that you can't see until I press transition. So, alright, tell us what's going on here. Oh. <laughs> Mate, you're a handsome young man. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Smouldering. Look at you. You could have been in any one of those extreme or any of those. Man. So, how old are you there? Well, I think I'm 22. Maybe 21, 22. Oh, look at you. You're handsome fella, aren't you? Really? I mean, actually, it's not a bad looking band. I'll give you that. Is the yeah. girl in the back in the band? Or was she just no, in the back Bree. of the band? I think Bree. Yeah, no, Bree was a singer. Bree? Oh, she um, was a singer. So what were you, bass or guitar? I was, I was bass player. Um, funny little fella in the back was Damien. He was, he was the English guy from uh, Somerset. 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 And that's how... That whole thing came together because that's a good you know, band photo. Yeah, it's hard to get a band. It's hard to get a good band shot. You know, there's so like a lot of them are contrived. Oh, let's go to the abandoned warehouse and you know, <laughs> which you'll see later. I've <laughs> <laughs> got a whole disc drive for them. Um, so damn, is Simone on your t-shirt, Mick? There you go. Yes, damn. Hi, everybody. Hey. All right, now she's she'll be coming. Simone's in um. Whatever. So that was the yeah that was the that was the lineup for Arkara. Um, well, that was that's, that's Ark of Ra. Yeah, with Paul Sloan, not the Paul Sloan <laughs> from Squid Finger, but the other Paul Sloan that used to. I love that name, no. Squid Finger. But yeah. But wasn't he in Thrombus? No. Is that the other guy? There was two Paul Sloans. Fucking hell. I know. All right, and now. he was the lesser Paul Sloan. Oh. Not to take pa- anything pa- away. Paul Sloan. Oh, hang on. No, we'll look. We will look. So, um, so, I mean, ask, you can ask me, we were, Paul Sloan apparently used to borrow drums from Rick Whittle and bring them back with meat in them. Really? Yeah, let's put sausage meat and shit at their gigs, but <laughs> I think that was Paul Sloan. Who's this guy here and what's that bass and what's that amp? Oh, okay. I just got back from England. Um, I'd taken about three years off from playing bass. Whoa! What do you mean? I just had a kid and we got married and did all that kind of stuff. Did you lose your chops? Uh, when you say stop playing bass, did you stop playing bass I, or you stop doing gigs? I just stopped doing gigs and, and put everything sort of in the back because, yeah, yeah, I had to. I was, yeah. I, wow, that's a long time. Yeah, and it was, yeah, it was quite a while. Yeah, okay, didn't yeah. know that. And For long. Yeah, I just, I did stuff at work in England and, and we were getting ready to come home and So were you in England when you met your wife? Yeah, and, oh, I, and I lived oh. in Ireland for a bit and Okay, um, can I ask you since I've just been through this, did you have to go through all that immigration shit? Yep. Oh how, all of it. how brutal yeah, that's fucking brutal. We're just at the last stage now. We're we we are just waiting for the stamp and all that stuff. But man, isn't that expensive yeah. and you know when you don't know yeah. Then you going, oh my God, is it going to happen? They're yeah. going to reject us. And, and it was a bit fucked. easier back then because it, it was quite a few years ago, but it was like, you know, you need to get this done and you need to get that done and we're going home and da 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 and all oh, that stuff. 
you know, and we, we, yeah, it was one of those things we just didn't know what was happening. So oh, I just, man. I stopped playing. I was, I was playing over there. I was playing in a band called Red, and um, yeah, I just sort of put everything on the back burner and went, okay, well, you know, life has to move forward, and this is what wow, I do. So, yeah, wow! And then, so when did you, and when and why did you play? Start playing again? I just, yeah, it was just, yeah, I just said to Jan- I said to Jeanette, I just did, I need to do, you know, I need to go back to where I was, you know, I was this person, you know, yeah, before, before I met you and, you know, I need to go back to this person and then, I don't know, it was just a conscious decision just to go back and then I just, yeah. it is a It is a weird thing to... But it was so easy though. I just went back and started started again. Yeah, because you always were that person, but <laughs> yeah. it's like, um, oh man, it's like I, I only had a few months off or whatever because yeah. COVID. It was, I, it I was didn't three know, years. It I was, didn't know what yeah, I was, it was doing. Good, it was a good three years. But off. I suppose because you had a child and a family, you had yeah. a purpose to it. And it was and, yeah. the transition between coming from England and Ireland back over to Australia and setting up again, and you're busy, which is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, fuck, what do you do? Uh, where are we here? Hang on. So, yeah, that's my 1973 bass. Oh, well, is, there, is there a story behind that? Because we're going to get into basses. Well, that was my birthday present from Jeanette for my 30th birthday. Oh, that's why Were you married then? We were married, yes. Okay, I was going to say, it's a reason to marry. <laughs> <laughs> you went already! No, I had this longing. I just had this... Uh, I've always had a longing for a... For, I was actually looking for a 1972 because that's the year I was born. Yeah. Uh, and... <laughs> so everybody knows how old I am now. Um, that's all right. We're the same um, But yeah, we found... We found that base. And there was a story behind that base. So Finlay Tuckerson was the owner of that base. Now, why do I know that name? Because... Oh, Jesus... Finlay Tuckerson. Finlay Tuckerson was the bass player in a really prominent band. Next question. I fucking can't fucking think <laughs> about it at the moment. Question. Next question. Uh, um, just... Anyway, I actually rang him because his number was in the bass case. And I rang him when I was in England. And I went, Dude, I've got your bass. And he went, Really? That's so fucking cool that you've got my bass. I went, do you remember owning a 1973 Jazz Fender? He goes, yeah. Is that second thing still striped in the back? And I went, yeah, it is. And he went, cool. <sighs> what was the band? <coughs> I don't know. Um, Finlay Tucker. Oh, Jeffrey no, Tull? No. Uh, oh, the he flute? Was, no. Uh, Kenny G? Clarinet. Clarinet? Uh, Benny Goodman? No. Um, Woody Herman? No. Oh, jeez, I've run out of clarinet players here. Had a beard. Clarinet. It was a clarinet player. All right. Anybody that can guess who a clarinet player with a beard was. All right. Now anyway. we've got to keep moving along here because we've got a lot to get through. So what's going on here? Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on there? All right. Now what's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when I finally. I'd been playing around for a few years, playing, been playing with a few dudes. Um, wasn't really quite satisfied with what I was doing. Uh, wanted to play more or- original music. I, I'd written a few songs and um, I'd been doing some cover stuff. And um, yeah, we formed 13 Circles. 
and oh, well, I read, that was that band. And you put out an, an EP, and, yeah. you, and apparently you said it was not the beginning or the end of this band. Yeah, so... <laughs> Is that right? I, I, we were just a bunch of dudes. <laughs> a bunch of dudes? I don't know, they... It was a it was a cool band and everybody was mind was in the right place at the right time. They had yeah, their minds right. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna skip so up. We, we recorded a really awesome okay. awesome yeah. EP, but um, yeah. It went for five years. That's a long time for it a is. band. Five years is a long time for a band. Yeah. I, I think anything over three years is is exceptional. So what's going on here? And then, in amongst all that, I joined the Space Between, which was with these dudes. Oh, sorry, was that the band that was, this isn't the beginning or the end? Yeah, that was the one. Sorry, I yeah. fucked it up. <laughs> so I did my research, so I'm a little, a little bit... Thanks um, a lot. They were all... Um, <laughs> Aka Bilk. Megan, Megan... No? Megan sorry. and Scott rap, wrote amazing songs. Is that Megan in that photo? Yeah, that's Megan. And she's a beautiful, beautiful human. Wicked. And um, Scotty as well. Absolutely lovely, lovely guy. And it was us three together. And then we um, were looking for a, um, a drummer and we find we found um, the little young fella on the end. Oh, I just can't remember his name. <laughs> Next it's really bad. Oh, I know! But that's what happens, Larry. Alright, so look. Um, but yeah, we ended up writing a great bunch of songs and I um, ended up producing um, two of the songs on the album. Is it still available? Is it yeah. on Spotify? I, uh, I, think it's, I think it's on Spotify still, yeah. Mint. Yeah, but they were just just beautiful humans to write music with and Megan was such a good songwriter. I just, she was just, you know, one of those um, one of those humans who just can write songs. Just so what do you do when she comes to the rehearsal room and she's got a song? How do you approach the bass? Like, do you just play what the chords are, or do you try to find a harmony with the melody, or do you, or do you, or do, is it? You tell me. Oh, uh, for me, it's yeah. Again, it all depends on what the um, on what the drummer's going to do. Um, right. That, that coalition between rhythm. To begin with, because what are you going to do? Well, you kind you kind of got that you thing between the, the yeah. rhythm and the melody, and don't then you? And the melody. So it's like, what are you doing? And then okay, I've got what you're doing, and then I'm going to go. Okay, well, your melody vocal line's going to do this, and what? Well, that's what why I do the bass part so is I've, so important to us. people. A lot of people get, don't just don't get that the bass part is the. Most important part of the put. It actually is. <laughs> I fucking hate to say it, but you're right. It actually is because it makes the melody, the singer singing sound like that, the solo sound like that, the drummer sound good if you if you guys connect. Like, if you connect with the drummer, it's, it's pretty important. And I'm, I'm not being really facetious here. And <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, I'm, I'm prepared. And, and I'm kind of like going back to what Sting... And this is an interview that Sting said, but... You know, the most important person in the band is the bass. Well, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Only because he has control over two things. Everything. <laughs> I mean, if you've got a shit bass player, you're in a shit band. You can Basically. You, you can speed up or slow down. So that's your drummer knackered. Well, it, 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 it is, it, and it's the most powerful and, and, instrument. People don't realise it's, it's, the, it's the loudest, it's the most powerful. But not only that, if you hit a bum note, 
It's either a bum. Everybody. It's either a bum note or... The rest of the band fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) So you got that. You're you're driving. Well, that's... that's, Well, okay. So look, because I've got to... So that was the space between... Lovely band, and um, yeah, we played for two, two, two or three years. And um, but yeah, Megan had to go off and do her own thing, and oh. it was all amicable. And and all the other bands were amicable. I was just looking for more, and other guys just didn't want to play anymore. So I well, was that, just that's one of the things that I always remember about you since we met is you have always been a guy that has been searching for the right band for you and um, I think if I'm correct is this it? No well that's one of them oh that was that was the well, beginning let me, let me that, was, that was the beginning actually oh, do I alright well, so who's this band? that was the the lounge flies <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um that was quite like the beginning of everything really <laughs> Rick Riddle just resigned <laughs> After those comments, no, Rick's the most important person. No, no. Um, I think Rick would agree. I think Rick would agree with me that um, the drummer is uh, is only as good as his bass player. Yeah, I would and say. I, I, look, I, I don't want to speak for Rick, but um, we've had nineteen bass players. Just saying. So, um, and I'm not one of them. And you're not one of them. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, we, should we go there? We, we should we go there? We should go there. Well, look, we've got a bit of time, but we're coming up to the hour, so okay. No, so anyway, this band that was that was the start of the end of everything. Really, I just wanted to start playing all the time, so I just started putting tribute bands together because I needed to work. Yeah, um, and I'd been in original bands and. So that, that was the beginning of the end, really. So I just put the lounge flies together, and it was with a, a Stone Temple Pilots tribute band. Yeah. Um, I did that, and that was a huge success. And then after that, I found that I could. I didn't have to worry about. I didn't have to worry about finding a set of plays anymore. I could pick from. The pool of. The, the pool of all the awesome guys that were in. Perth, and there were loads of them. There's some great players in town. <laughs> and it was like a bucket list thing for me. It you was wouldn't like, believe oh. people wouldn't believe like around the world. And it literally, like, literally was a bucket list. Like what? Like so, you've got a bucket list of guitarists, drummers, and singers, and whatever. And I go right. Who, who are all the dudes that you want to play with? Oh. Okay, bang. I just tick them all off. Can, uh, I know that sounds really, really horrible. No, it's not I, at all. But I go, okay. Why well, would it be? I want to play uh, him. I want to play him. I want to play him. Yeah, and then it got to it got to a point where I went. The next show was, which wasn't highly publicised and didn't really go anywhere, but it was Chris Weather on drums. I saw him play at the scene the other night. He's just joined Ashes of Autumn. Yep. He fucking um, he played great. And Neil Collis. Mm. Love play, Neil. Who I play with now. Great and, bloke. And Chris, who I play with now. Um, Des Richardson, who on vocals, who I play with now. I don't know Des, I don't think. And. Um, Mind oh, Next question. <laughs> We're talking about a short term dementia. I'm to figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, turns out I. 
I'd been messing around with the guys in the Beatles, and I was helping the bass player Chili. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And um, anyway, I. I'd known Dan Hart for quite a while through the con stuff and all the rest of it. And through that, I met Des, and I met Des through doing the live thing, which was a live tribute show and all the rest of it. Anyway, that sort of amalgamated into being asked to be a part of where I am now. Next question, where are you now? I play... Yeah, this is no. mental little vortex of insanity. Yeah, yeah which so it's this huge amalgamation of playing in all these different places. But yeah, I'm being comfortably playing with the Brown Study Band for and the last two and a half years, and that's where describe that band's original music. Because oh, I Jesus. find it hard to yeah. I've seen the band a couple of times. <laughs> I'm going. Um, I absolutely shat myself. It's hard. It's hard stuff. I shat myself when I was. Because I actually wasn't asked to join their Brown Study Band. This is another little little story if we've got time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, um, Des, yeah, said, we've got a couple of shows and do you reckon you could, you know, fill in for some Pearl Jam stuff? Because we do this Pearl Jam stuff. And I went, yeah, 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 we all know about Brown Study Band Presents, Pearl Jam. And I went, yeah, yeah, cool. You guys are awesome. You, you know, you played, you know, um, the original... Um, Newport, you know, shows and um, and whatnot. But did you called. know? Did you know who they? What their original stuff was? No, no. Oh. I, I kind of like oh. just went. I just sort of knew. I sort of listened to the Brown. I did know the Brown Study Band because I was like, I you know, we had Gombo on with Thirteen Circles oh, and, yeah. and all that. So I was like, already part of those guys, and I sort of we all sort of played kind of like the same music. But not as no, fucking. No, it's, it's hard. Not as far out as what the Browns yeah. did. And they were just in. Like, they were. Like, and, you know, Paul, who was. If you haven't seen the Brown study, go and check them out. They're like. I, I would call them kind of pop fusion. Cabaret, uh, fucking. Whatever. Yeah, you know, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was. It was unreal. It's, 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 it's hard. I mean, when I say it's hard stuff, for me, like, it's, it's intricate. And it's um, not you don't know where it's going. So a lot of a lot of times you can join a band and kind of go, oh yeah, I can hear where the next yeah. part's gonna be. I was kind of like that, that's not like that. I was thankful <laughs> for my days of listening to Jacko and Stanley Clark and yeah, right and, okay. and being a part of that whole scene. Back when I was sort of eighteen, I was like going, oh, I'm so cool. I listen to that shit because now it's all gonna come back into play. It was like. I did that for a reason, so now I'm... <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny how things come back, but... Yeah, yeah but, but Paul was... He was an amazing bass player, and, yeah, I was... You know, I, I was gobsmacked, absolutely gobsmacked. Really. It's but I just thought I was going in to play Bill Jam shows. But, uh, so, you in the Brown study, do you play what the parts were before? Or have you added your own bit to it? Or? Some of the older stuff, I still do what I do. Um... I think my tone and my tonality and the way that I actually play sound really completely So do different. you change your tone with the band that you're with depending on the sound of the guitars? No. That you just do, that's my sound. I've had my own sound for, um, since I started. <laughs> I love you. It's just... Because you know, I changed my sound to the sound of the bass player. No, I've never, I've never changed it. I've had one thing and, yeah. It's worth I, it. And I still, like... Bob will come up to me and go, mate, like, 
Bob from the Charles. Oh, Bob, Bob DeWolf. Yeah. Oh, it's don't have a change. Don't have a change. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, Bob and no. Yeah, I don't know. I just had this thing that I... It was... Yeah, that's a whole... You got your own thing. Yeah, it's a when whole I, story. When I, when I say I changed my sound, let me, let me just put a little um, caveat on that. So if I'm playing with a bass player that has a bottomy sound but less treble to it, I'll add a bit more highs to my sound yeah. to elevate my sound out of the bass area. Or if I'm playing with a bass player that's got a clicky sound, say like the Johnny Ryder with a pit kind of yeah. sound, I'll take a bit of highs out of my sound to sit into that place because for me, I need a space for the vocal. Yeah. Right? So I... I kind of. And I think there should be some compromise between all that kind of stuff. As except well, if you know. it's your sound. No, but no, I love still, that. That's just my sound. I love that. It's, still, it's really hard. It's hard with a wall. If I'm playing the wall, which is a really distinct sound, it's, it's hard because it is such a distinct well, sound. What is your amp? Uh, I've only ever played an MPEG SVTs. So. Well, with eight ten or. Uh, eight by ten and a six by ten. That's really good. And I have a four by ten too. In case you got a little gig. Well, I do. I use the I use the SVTs for everything. Look, there's some great air. And I just go, do 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 do, <laughs> with whatever um, I'm doing. Um, um, right, so I like. There's some great back bass amps and bass amp technology that's kind of like Mark Bass is good, Aguilar is good. Um, but at the end of the day, when you're doing a big gig. And you want to look around, you want to see a bass player with at least one SVT2 or whatever, and at least one 810, possibly two 810s, you know, like, you want it to be blowing your, you know, blowing your face off. So then, what I don't like is when the bass isn't loud enough, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells, yep. you know, and I've got to, like, play really quiet. When the bass is, like, blasting me, I'm going, all right, fucking cool, man, I'll just, you know, and then you find your little spot, and then, yeah. then you go. I've always, cool. yeah, I've always been really, really old school when it comes to to the to the sound of being a bass player. Um, oh, I just think it's so important that you're a bass player, so you need you to play be... the bass. Yeah, you're playing the bass. So, so what's so your head? What head have you got? I've got two. I've got uh, the USA Heritage SVT, which is the American one, yeah. which is my. Gold. Is that the silver yeah, face? Yeah, silver face. <laughs> oh, and I bought that brand new. That's that's the, that's the, yeah, brand new. Oh, I've, had it for, I've had it for like the last ten years. Oh yeah, that's brilliant. And then yeah, just a couple of. But you need you need a, you need a couple of. What about two? You need two roadies to pick that shit up. Yeah, that's it's why. heavy. Yeah, but I just you got to have it. you got to have it. You can't. I just won't compromise. I, I agree. I mean, like yeah. oh, I won't compromise. You, yeah, gotta, you, you go, you go out and buy these little little bits of things, and they just don't sound. They well, don't, they no, don't nothing's going to sound like an eight ten amp head. I mean, how, how many watts are those things? Three hundred. Is that all? I mean, they're class A though, aren't they? Yeah. So they're more like because what, what some people might not know is when with wattage, there's different ratings. So, for example, if you get like, oh man, I've got a two thousand watt car stereo, right? Well, a 300 watt Ampeg bass amp is going to blow your windows out, yeah. right? But that 2000 watt car stereo, it's a different, yeah. it's not the same. Well, a 50 watt Marshall is going to be louder than a 1000 watt car stereo. Don't know how they work that out. Yeah. But, okay, so we've got time for a little bit more. I wanted to ask you about your basses, and you've bought one in which is called Wall. 
<laughs> so tell us a little bit. Why don't you pick it up? It's just over there. Um, you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, that was that. Every every guitarist has got their. You know, what what, what yeah. was what was the guitar that you always wanted? Like what was the one that you've always wanted? Then. Well, I've got it. Yeah, you've got it. <laughs> and what, what what is it? Well, I've I, basically I've got. Um, uh, not if, yeah, probably you probably know, got like three of them. No, I've got a few. I've yeah, got a few. There was always just one that you've always wanted. Yeah, I've got a little, you know, I've got a Les Paul and I've got a bunch of I've got some Gibsons and I've got some Tokais and, um, uh, but, I mean, okay, the first, the first time I actually bought a guitar, I couldn't even play it. It was the first Gibson that I bought and it was at the end of my bed and I just used to just, Go to bed and not reading the headstock. Gibson Les Paul, Gibson Les Paul. I've got one. Gibson Les Paul. All I've got to do now is learn how to play that bloody thing. I'm going to be fine, right? So it was, yeah, you know, it, it was, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, but as, as a kid, but so what's the deal with the wall bass? Well, that was just there was the one. It was the it was yeah the one that tick off the bucket list. The <laughs> one that you always wanted. It was that. You know, that and where'd you find it? Um, well, there's only one place to find it in the world, and it's made by a, one dude who lives in England, and he does, <laughs> he fucking makes like ten a year, and they from uh, start to start from, from start to finish. They're That's all, the thing. They're all it? handcrafted. There's you can't get any parts from any part of the world, and That's the it's uh, who the prominent bass player would be. Justin Chancellor from Tool, yeah, would be probably the main guy. But Roy Ged, Daniel had a wall, yeah, but Geddy Lee had a wall as well, which was where I first seen it. Not Justin, even though Justin is one of my favourite bass players. Yeah, well, um, you know, um, um, fucking, I, I'm just having a blank on what's Neil Peart, Geddy Lee, Rush, 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 sorry, yeah. Rush. Um, and not only that, um, the dude from Spano Ballet played one as well. <laughs> Oh, they've made a few hits. So, um, get okay. it out. Give us a, give us a right. listen. So, um, so this is a wall base. The first time I heard of a wall base, Roy Daniel had one. I used to call it the cheese board because it, it looked like a bloody cheese board. Um, Deanne, I don't know what pop fusion is. Um, so, I'll turn you on. So, here we go. Oh, that's amazing. That's what bloody guitar. There we go. I'll get out of the road. So, maybe you're going to have to hold it up to the camera because I mean, my camera's like, you can see it's from Look at that. Look at that bass. Look at that. That's And so, what's in the humbuck? Are they active pickups? Yeah, they're, they're two humbuckers, active piss up, pickups. Piss ups. Active piss ups. Is there a battery in that base? Yeah, just the one. But it's all handcrafted. So how long does it last? A battery. Four gigs. Right. So it chews them up. Yeah. You got to. But you put a nice big lithium in. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, I, oh, sort of. You got to use the lithium. Does the, does the world good. So it gives a little. Oh. Listen to time. And so what's so special about this boat? Is that an ebony fretboard? It is an ebony for Oh, it's the so best. In a Paducah face with a mahogany body. Oh. Um, I think. Sustain. 
Don't even look at it. <laughs> that was kind of like the thing for me. That's a Stanley Clarky, like an Alembic-y kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Exactly. So what's the most important thing about gas sound? It's sustain, clean sustain. Yeah. And, and, and when you've got sustain, then you then you can choose when the note ends. You know, as opposed to the bait, the guitar or the bass going, well, it's ended now, so you have to move. Yeah. So when when the, when you've got sustain, then it's like you choose when you want to change notes, and it's, it's a really important thing. I think, you know, like if the if the guitar chokes or if you have to have so much gain on it to keep the sustain, then like okay, I'm raving on, but go on. I know what, I know what you Do mean. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just But again, it it because it is is and it sounds like it is, I can't use this with every gig that I play, so Well because of the the brightness Just because of the brightness and mm -hmm. where it's yeah, so I wouldn't use this for a slim jig gig. Slim Jiggy. Sorry, Jamie. Uh, Jamie Um Slim G. Slim G. Come on, boys. Slim G. Slim Jim. So yeah, I probably could. Yeah, there was a couple of songs I could probably use. Yeah, with well, Slim because it is what what I'm hearing there is it's a very individual sound. Oh, I feel like I'm. I feel like playing fusion pop. Just give me a just give me a clue. Just give me a key, and I'm right. Uh, okay, G. Time like. Thank you. Like I said, I said right out all these questions, don't even get through half of them. <laughs> but that was like real. I mean, we go over now. But um, so everybody uh, who's on the live chat now, and uh, hope you've enjoyed our little rave on here, Zane. There's you want you want to hug, oh, don't you? I do. I do. Come on. There's food and drink outside. <laughs> Simone will be here. 
My grandma, well, she yeah, cried yeah, for she it. She did. She cried. She thought it was real. She got, well, it kind of was, except oh. it was a movie about, oh. yeah, they shot her in the chair. They executed her. Remember that? The Sullivan's. Mm. What happened to Kitty? And, oh, does everyone know what a, um, what a, what's We're his name? We're digressing. We've got five minutes of my segment. I don't think anyone wants to talk about the Sullivan's. No, what about a Terry Sullivan when you leave half your drink on the bar? I love Terry Sullivan. He, he always used to leave half a drink. He used to have, leave his drink on the bar. Guys, oh my God. So, aside from um, me winning, Michael, you have to go, don't you? Go. 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 Go one, 30 seconds. So, <laughs> aside from me winning 300 bucks on the cup. <laughs> Ooh. I know. So everyone in my family gives me shit because they think I've got a little bit of a habit. I don't. I bet twice a year. Once on the cup. Oh my god, I'm spooked out. Zane, what are you doing? What are you going? Once on the cup and then every now and then when I see a TAB. Nice bass. How good was Zane? How great was that whole thing? Check, did you check out his bass? Which I could, where's he going? He's like a, he's like a ghost. Um, so anyway, yes, we had the cup this week. What else have we had this week? Steffi's birthday. Happy birthday, Steffi, for yesterday. Woo! Happy birthday to you. Well, that was a bit low. Um, and what else? Quick, Michael. We've got to do, um, caption this. And we've got to do... Nothing else. Talk about the gigs. Quick, Mike, quick, because my hat's over here. Go. What is the answer? I'll have AR. What's ARF? What's ARF? 
Half of what? What's that? DM was half. On happy birthday, DM, for today. Happy birthday, DM. Love you. Hope you had a great day. I can't believe you're watching our podcast on your birthday night, but that guy, you love you. What, what, have half of what, DM? What are you having half of? Half my win. Half a trip. Well, no. Half a marker dot. Right. right, Michael's back. Back. Quick, caption this, let's go. Oh shit, caption go. this. We literally got five minutes. Why? Because I've got work tomorrow and you... Re- oh. <laughs> Is it green for a reason? <laughs> Is it green for a reason? Oh, it's 10.18, it's we're going to 10.30 and that's it. Go, God. <laughs> oh my God. I know. My first trip was a migrant art. Damn. Damn. Oh, God, I've got a shock in my own face then. <laughs> um, so, uh, gigs this week while we're talking about... Why are gigs this week? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow. At, tomorrow night at the Duke of George. Yeah, they're up, look, when I looked today, there was three tickets left, which is unreal, so it'll probably be sold out, I'm guessing. So, tomorrow, then we're at Bridgetown next weekend. Then get your tickets for the 4th of December for Delhi with the Armadillos at the Charles, which is going to be Mel's 50th, and it's going to be heavy. So and don't forget next Tuesday night. What's that Tuesday? Three Kings oh, at the Ellington. Sorry. Hang on. Oh, oh, hang on. I've got my page here. Quick. I think Ellington's nearly sold out. Oh, but, no. I haven't got tickets for that. But the 20th... At the landing. Maybe Deanne's is an entry. My first trip was a microdot. <laughs> oh. Double pass for whoever gets the best. Tuna, did you get yours yet? I posted them. <laughs> I was guys first. But double pass to the uh, Three Kings Blues Review at the landing on the 20th of November. There's a double pass there, and get your tickets if you don't have them, because we want to get a really big crowd there. It's a big room. I think we've got 120 odd sold. I want about. I want to go for 300. So much chance, Matt. You have no idea. Hey, I bought out the the um Season ice five. bucket. Oh, you were cute with the ice bucket. The ice bucket was me. That was really cute. Um. So yes, go Mike with the gigs. Right, and then just want to just make note of the Rock Hoppers. We're doing the double, 26th of the 11th at the Cornerstone, the 27th at the Duke Bar and Bistro in Caramar. Oh. With a new lineup. Ah! Let's <laughs> go! I'm going to go to the You have my t shirt and the hat. Do you think I should see a doctor about this? <laughs> Up, these things start growing out of my head. Um, excuse me. That's way funnier than when I was on my head. Well, it's not really on my head. Just my my fa- guess what my favourite movie in the whole world is? I don't know. Falap. Oh, Falap. I was trying to tell Stephanie about Falap. Oh. Said that Chani wanted John seven Bell letters. He wanted John. seven letters. Oh, no. It was F-A-R and he changed it to P-H. Tom Balanson. Except he went religious singer. He's little. Oh, yeah, but I was little then. Hey, Simone, um... <laughs> was I ever little? So I've just been... I've just had my... Oh, I was going to say something, but I won't. Go. Gigs. 
because they haven't got merch. Have you done the gigs? Guys, <laughs> guys, entries for caption these. Surely you want these. Um, Is that so, like, I used to be a wrestler and I've got a really bad cauliflower ear. <laughs> George Samuels. If I didn't stop you doing my cauliflower ear, I would have had that pen. Hey, I everyone's going to happy birthday, Steffi. We want some answers. Happy, birthday to, happy, happy birthday, birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday, happy birthday to ya. <laughs> oh, God, that's just ridiculous. Simone? Who knows you said, um, look, you, you gotta, um, go, you gotta so go and see a skin specialist about that, Michael. Talking about merch, is it, Deanne, you're the only one. Deanne, you can't win it again. Guys, Deanne, you can donate. You know what? You know what? You've got six minutes, and if there's no entry, How many? there's no entry. minute. 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 Um, if there's now, no entries, there's no winners. So I'm gonna take them. Oh. Well, why not? Oh, I'll take it. I know all the hard work. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh it's Dan's birthday. Oh, oh, so you what? Did they? You already have passes? Yes, I've already sent you some. Jesus hey. Christ. And the taste. Oh, I just oh. like to tell a little story. Oh. Hang on. I like to tell a story. So, you see, we had a barbecue tonight outside. And, um, and I thought I'd get those citronella, you know, lamp things going on. So they're on a big ah ah no pain so no pain ah. so they're on a bamboo thing you know the thing I thought well I'll I'll just fill those container, <laughs> containers up so when I put it there the, the thing was up high up there so I got the citronella and then I poured it in it there. actually suits you <laughs> I'll wear it tomorrow night and then so I'm actually pouring the citronella in and then it's got too much and it's gone all over myself and then I poured the second one didn't know how to get in. Anyway, so I've lit him. I thought, I better light this, see what happens. Anyway, I look like the guy off that Pink Floyd album. <laughs> oh, is that, why he did, is that why he did the promo to the um, podcast? With the... No, because I'm out of space. <laughs> um, no, because I'm completely fucking out of space. Look, we're going to... Right, we're, oh, we're kind of short. Simone Denver. Oh, Annie's song. What? Oh, no! Annie's song. song. Long segment tonight. Oh wow! 
Because we're celebrating, um... Steffi's birthday. Oh. <laughs> what does that say? It says, Miguel the oh. from Gyrostream. Hi, Miguel. Hey, you got mate? <laughs> so idiot. I get this growth off my head? Yeah. No, what? You just slobbered on my face. Oh, you know, slobbered on the stick. On the car. Yuck! Get away. Oh, I forgot to give that. Um, so we'll see you all tomorrow night if we don't... Don't dip it in there! Oh, Pickhead. Ah, oh, Pixie. Oh, Pixie. Pixie. Tuesday night at the Ellington with the Three Kings Blues of Tomorrow night, if you've got tickets, we'll see you there. There's, I don't know if there's Can't wait. There. Can't wait. I don't have any, so I'm banking on I'm going to get under merch. You're going to get under the weather. What do you mean under merch? What's under merch, mate? Uh, under the... Box merch. What's that mean? Because well, I don't have tickets. Under box merch. Under merch, girl. Oh, Get you're in. with the band. Yeah. Ah. I'm with the band. Ah. <laughs> I've actually got a T-shirt that says, "Get at me, buddy." I've also got a T-shirt that says I'm with the band. I might wear that tomorrow night and I hope I get in for free. So see you tomorrow night. See you tomorrow send me your address. I like Love you. Love everybody. Take care. She's getting Stop it.